Hello, I'm D.A. Williams. And I'm Miss Pengrino. And we're coming to you at the top of the show this week because, well, we're not in anything else in the show this week. Yeah, apparently Hot Dottie just had to have a special guest this week, which meant that we all had to suffer a little bit. Take one for the team, I think he put it. He's right. So he thought it best, since we don't have anything else to do this week, that we should start the show, which was probably the most fatal flaw in his plan because, well, that puts us in complete control here. We can do whatever we want. We don't have to start the show if we don't want to. That's right. We don't have to start the show if we don't want to. We're in complete control. We don't have to say shit. Well, you're damn right about that. I'm, I'm just going to sit here silent. not going to say a thing. Hey, hey, watch this. Oh, well, let's get the show going. Uh, welcome to Tell Em Steve Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast. Ha ha. Yeah, buddy. There you go. Hey, like that, hot toddy? Yeah. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated for my son. Ah, the French. Oh yeah, and uh, Orson Welles won't be in this week's show either. Hi, Mr. Wells. What? Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell, I need the money. Item. Uh, anyway, uh, we're stretching this out as far as it can go. Shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Oh. Looks like I got a special bulletin here. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, turtles are slow. Felines are fast. Welcome to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Wait, wait, no, no. Oh, da, da, God damn it. Jeez. Oh, way to go. Way to go. That ain't my fault. He tricked me. Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Nice try, guys. <laughs> you fell for it. I knew you would. It's, it's just so easy. Way to go, Hot Toddy. Well, thank you, Hot Toddy. I'm glad I could do that. Are we on now? Oh, hello, and welcome uh, to this week's episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. We're back after taking a nice long break. We've been off for three weeks, uh, three full weeks, but we are back now, and we're ready to go. And like D.A. and Miss Pingrino were talking about at the top of the show, we have a very, 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 very special episode for you this week. Uh, if you're a frequent listener to this show and or our sister show, Smells Like 90s Rock, you probably heard me talk a lot about an online movie review group called Red Letter Media. They are a production company that puts on a, a whole slew of online shows. Their three most popular shows are Half in the Bag, where the two guys in charge, Mike Stoklaus and Jane Bauman, come together and talk about the latest blockbuster, and they talk about how they liked it and how or how they didn't like it. More like how they didn't like it. That's, that's most of the episodes. Uh, there's also Best of the worst in which uh, Mike and Jay and the entire group of Red Letter Media come together and watch three terrible, terrible films from the past then have a roundtable discussion going in depth about each film and at the end of the episode they choose which one they believe is the best of the worst and then the worst of the worst uh, gets destroyed in a very uh, hilarious way. And then their third show in this group is one called Previously Recorded where two of the guys, Rich Evans and Jack Patrick
Packard come together and talk about the latest video game that's all the rage at the moment. And their show has a twist because they actually do a live version of it on Twitch.com where you can watch them play the latest video games and you can also interact with them. And I love that show because they play a lot of interesting games and it's also the show that kind of gives you the behind the scenes look of Red Letter Media. They answer a lot of questions about the studio, about their shows, about what what gets done and what they do. And it's a very interesting show and, and that's why Red Letter Media is, is probably my favorite group online because they are just so, they're eye-popping, they're eye-catching and they do a lot of interesting things. So for the last few months I've been contemplating, trying to figure out a way to get in, just, just sneak in just a little bit to interview one of these uh, great people and one of, and one of my favorites uh, he's at the top of the list he's immediately followed by Rich Evans as my favorite my favorite guy a part of the crew is Jack Packer, who is a part of Best of the Worst and one of the hosts of Prereq. And it's because he, he's, he's one of those guys that's got his finger on the pulse of everything. You know, he, he knows the latest movies. He keeps up with the latest video games. He's a gamer. You know, he, he kind of just gets what's going on everywhere in nerd culture. And he's fascinating to li- listen to. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. I have to know more. And lucky for me, I managed to snag an interview with him. And that is what this week's episode is all about. Hence the title, Oh My God. Ah, it's Jack Packard. That's right. This week's episode is completely revolved around my interview with him, and uh, we, we, we had to basically do an entire episode around it, because my, my goal was to get maybe, yeah, maybe, you know, 10 minutes or so. We went on for almost an hour, and if you're a frequent listener to this show, uh, we mostly just go about an hour in every episode, maybe 45 minutes. Uh, there are some uh, exceptions, like a few weeks ago, the last episode we did, which was the Mystery Science Theater special, went on for over an, an hour and a half, but that was just because I was just blatantly going on and on about how much I loved MSC3K. But but for the most part, you know that this show goes on for about an hour. So we have to pretty much do an entire episode around that. Hence the reason why DA and Miss Pingrino were complaining at the beginning of the show. So that's what you're going to be hearing. Uh, we've, I've divided it up into three parts because you will still hear a very, very funny segment with myself, Sheila, and DJ Pork. And of course, what would the Smoking Hot Toddcast be without a brand new Ollie report? We got to fit that in as well. It's a show among shows. I might actually listen to this week's show, and you, as you know, I am not a fan, but I, I might actually just sit down and listen to it, because it's going to be very interesting, it's going to be a lot of fun, it's Jack, it's Ollie, it's me, it's Bork, it's Sheila, it's going to be a great show, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd, just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! Bad movies beware, because wherever you are, these people will find you, and uh, it's it's going to happen regardless. Uh, and I'm here with one of those guys now. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Red Letter Media, more specifically the show Best of the Worst. And I'm here with one of the gang right now. He also co-hosts uh, previously recorded with Rich Evans, talking about all the latest video games going on. Jack Packard. Hello, Jack. Whoa! You are here and ready to roll. <laughs> I am here. I'm glad. Now. I'm glad. Coming from us from Milwaukee. I, I, let me ask you, why Milwaukee? Where, where, why was that the place to set up RLM? <laughs> I, that, uh, that's not my call. This is where I've lived. I've all, I, I grew up uh, in, um, in kind of in between Milwaukee and Chicago. Right. Uh, in far in farm country in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, very famously, grew up on a farm, and I moved to Milwaukee as I got older, as I got out of the farm, and. This is just where I've 
been living, and then all of a sudden, these jackasses from Chicago come up here, <laughs> Mike and Jay and Rich, mm-hmm. and think they run the joint. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that... Uh, well, no, I, I think this is just where uh, this is just where they ended up uh, for a while. They were doing, you know, kind of uh, for hire videography work, and I, I just uh, I met them here in Milwaukee because we all made videos. Right. How long have you been with them now? Oh Lord. Like, I'm still not technically with them. It's actually a very strange... We have a, a very weird business relationship. Like, I, I'm not an employee of Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. I just hang around and they put me in videos. <laughs> you, uh, you just walk in and say, hey, you want to be in this week's Best of the Worst? You're like, okay, sure. For, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And so, like, you know, but we've been making video get- together like, when... Oh, Lord. When... I'm trying to remember my first video with them. I'm trying to remember when the Grabowskis... I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, Lord. That's like seven years do, ago. Do you remember the Grabowski? I do remember the Grabowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe uh, I've been with them for about I've, – I've been making videos with them for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. And it, it just so happened, like I said, we met through mutual friends, and I made videos, and they made videos. And uh, as someone who makes videos, it's always really hard to find someone to be in front of the camera. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we just, we got along immediately and we had a very similar sense of humor and, 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 and now they just, now they just keep me around because I'm usually available. You, they put out the food, you feed, you eat it and then you just keep hanging around. Wait, do other people get food? They do. Yeah. Josh, especially. And I think Rich does, but, uh, but that's just, that's just, you know, favoritism out of the whole deal. But, you know, I think so. Like I, I have a deal where I can, uh, I, I steal Mike's energy drinks all the time, uh, and every once in a while I'll, I'll take a beer or two out of the fridge. Okay, I'm, that's that's about it. That's shocking that Mike has energy drinks because all I see him drinking is alcohol. So uh, he he seems like he always wants to dumb down his senses, not raise them at all. <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to balance like one energy drink, two beers; one energy drink, two beers. That, that so. makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, how did you and uh, and Rich come up with prereq? What what brought that on? Uh, well, that, that started after Best of the Worst. Um, and, you know, I Rich is the person who I met last. I, I think I met Jay first. And then, you know, after Jay, I met Mike and started hanging out with them. And Rich at the time still lived in Chicago. And so he would kind of drive up for shoots every once in a while. And then when Best of the Worst started, he had finally moved up. And uh, really what would happen is in between watching movies, Rich and I would – in, in trying to bring up nerd conversation to the whole group, say, hey, did you guys hear about that video game? And Mike and Jay would immediately, their eyes would glaze Boys. over. And, <laughs> and Rich would be like, oh, yes, I know of the video games. And I'd say, oh, great, comic books. Right. And Rich said, yes, <laughs> I know comic books. Yeah. Uh, and, and we just, we, we, uh, we got along because we were the nerdiest of the group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Rich had tried with uh, with his old video game show, Game Station 2.0. Uh, the only problem is Rich doesn't know how to edit. And so Rich wrote the script, and then either Mike or Jay had to edit it, mm-hmm. and they don't care about video games <laughs> exactly. at all. I, I think I remember uh, one time you were talking about, on that show... They had edited it, and they didn't. They didn't. They wouldn't put in the parts where the, that Rich was talking about. They would just put in random scenes from the video games. Is that right? Right, right. Because they because they didn't care, and they didn't care to go through hours of footage. Right. And so like, it, it was it was for Rich's Vanquish review, and he was talking about how satisfying the shotgun felt. Yeah. 
and then they didn't use footage of him using the shotgun in Vanquish. It was, come on, guys, this is basic 101. 101, you think somebody in editing would realize, someone mentions a shotgun. I should find a shotgun to put in this scene. This might work. But, and that's just how little Mike and Jake cared about video games in general. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, they're always looking for stuff to supplement their videos because it takes a long time to edit a best of the worst. Mm -hmm. And sometimes no movies are coming out for half in the bag and they just don't feel like making anything. And so previously recorded was a chance for video content to be made completely outside of Mike and Jay. Because mm. uh, I can edit and I can shoot and Rich and I can do all the work on that end. And... Uh, Unfortunately, when we started the show, I only had two cameras at the time, which is why all the early episodes only have the back and forth cameras. Right, right. Because I wanted it to be completely separate from uh, Mike and Jay. Yeah. And now it, we just kind of have our own thing. We have, we're we're off in our little corner of, of Red Letter Media. And that's nice, yeah. Because I love Mike and Jay, but uh, their arty-farty pretentiousness tends to take its toll, and so I enjoy listening to yours and Rich's conversations a little bit better, because uh, they just seem to be more, they're more up my alley, they're more entertaining. <laughs> hey, listen, we're not trying to offend any no. arty party. No, 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 no. I, I love arty party. That's right, love, and I love Mike and, and Mike and Jay, but uh, holy cannoli, sometimes, just sometimes, especially Jay, I, 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 no, I mean, look, I love Jay. I love Jay. It's just, there are times that I'm like, I have no idea where you're going with that. What does that even mean? I don't understand you yeah. sometimes, but it's... it's. They're, they're old film school people, you know, and I, I never got into film school, uh, so I just started making videos of my own, but, you know, they're the type of people that can that can talk about, you know, the, the different editing techniques and styles, and they go deep into, well, this is the... Uh, the Kuleshov effects. Oh, well, yeah. We're referencing <laughs> Chekhov's gun. <laughs> yeah, I, I've almost turned it into a drinking game uh, where on Best of the Worst and Half in the Bag, when will Mike bring up Star Trek? At some point it will happen. When will he bring up Star Trek? And he always does it. He never fails. Both Mike and Rich are terrible. And, you know, Star Trek's a great series, but... Yeah. It's, it shouldn't be your point of reference for every single piece of media. It, it all doesn't go back to Star Trek. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So have you always been a big gamer? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm about to give my cred. Uh, right. I have I have children. I have two children, mm -hmm. and so when when my two children were very young, gaming took a huge dive because right. there's just no time. Uh, but then I started getting back into it uh, right around Team Fortress Two era. Mm -hmm. So you know, like obviously I played as a kid. I love. I had an N sixty four and oh, yeah. all that. I we even had a was it a, a Sega Saturn? That was our big oh, one. Oh lord, really? Yeah, it was a bad choice. But, you know, I was a kid, and, and my mom found it on sale or something. Yeah. So we had a Sega Saturn, and we loved the hell out of that. Right. Had all the Nintendos, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in college, uh, you know, the big the big drinking game was always Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. And before you could drive home, to make sure you were sober, you had to play Mario Kart to prove to us that you were sober. That is brilliant. Uh, right? That and is then, brilliant. And you know, if you didn't... If you didn't perform well enough, uh, then you could, you'd have to sleep on the couch. But, oh. But so then when the uh, the Xbox 360 era came back around and, you know, 
the orange box gets released and we get, we get all the, the half lives and team fortress two and just, uh, the, the swell of, uh, indie games, mm-hmm. uh, was really fantastic. And then as PC game, I'm, I'm a Mac user. And so I, I wasn't able to take part in a lot of PC gaming, but as right. uh, steam came to Mac, more games came to Mac. I got to play a little bit more and now I play all the time, which is great. Right. Because Mac is the bomb, and I have a Mac too, and I, I, I never regretted making that uh, making that switch for sure. Um, okay, so we were talking about best of the worst. Uh, how did it get started? What 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 convinced everybody that that was uh, the show to do? Uh, I, part of it, part of it is I don't know, uh, because I actually I wasn't there for the first episode that they filmed. Right, uh, and. Uh, uh, here's what I can tell you. Before Best of the Worst, we would get together all the time and just have bad movie nights, mm-hmm. whether it be at someone's house or at the studio. And we had a great time every time. And when you're content creators, you're always looking for the next thing to make. And eventually we said, hey, maybe we're good enough to film this. Right. And like I said, I wasn't there that first episode, so I, I don't know whose idea it was uh, to get Best of the Worst started. Right. Or who came up with the format, or like, why is it three videos, or why do they all have to have a common thread? It, it's it's all it's all a mystery to me. I just show up and try to try to make fun of bad movies. Right. Does it get like just almost exhausting trying to make that show? Because I feel like not, at not, times <laughs> it's not almost exhausting. It is exhausting because <laughs> you know we. We don't watch the movies beforehand. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of people will compare us to something like Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and with Mystery Science Theater, they're actually kind of watching a movie and taking notes and writing a script and refining mm-hmm. the script, and then they shoot the script. For us, it's all improv. It's, it's yeah. whatever we can come up with while we watch it. And it's three movies. And if, you know, if uh, three movies are, are two hours long each, that's six hours. And then we talk for another hour and a half. And that's seven and a half hours. God. And that's, uh, it's an entire day and it's exhausting. And now that we're on episode 50 something, 50, yeah, we're getting close to 50. Yeah. It, the, the real hard part is coming up with new shit to talk about. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, how many times can you point out that the boom has dropped into the shot or how many times can you, can you make fun of uh, of uh, Cameron Mitchell? Hopefully, hopefully we will never run out of Cameron Mitchell. You'll never run out of that, ne- never. And then the answer to those questions is many, many, many times because that's that's <laughs> the quality of movies that are on Best of the Worst. It's it's something that I used to worry about. Like eventually we're going to run out of bad '80s movies, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 then eventually we're going to run out of like '70s exploitation movies. But then. Uh, uh, we we have ascended to the Church of Breen. Ah, yeah. We met a filmmaker named Neil Breen, who made his first movie in like two thousand one, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people like this still exist, who are still making their own movies, we will never run out of material. Right. That that was a that his movie that you all did a couple of years ago was a level of mind fuck I'll never be able to get out of. Seriously, that that was ridiculous. <laughs> and he's got a new one out too right now I think he's, he's working on another one and unfortunately we've only seen the one mm-hmm. we've only seen the one because uh, Jay and Mike are still waiting for Max Landis to come back to Milwaukee <laughs> and Max Landis has been to Milwaukee once yes and doesn't really want to come back really that tells you 
the drawing. Well, oh no, I'm sure he does. It's well, scheduling. I, well, I'm, not, that, yeah. I'm not involved with that. That was right. more of a joke. Well, I, I know that they Mike and Jay bust his chops all the time, so I don't really know if he would want to come back or not. I just. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello there, and welcome to The Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We have been out for a while, but we are back, and oh my goodness, the political storm that is raining down on the country right now is absolutely incredible. Of course, you heard last week that President Donald Trump fired James Comey, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, after what he claims losing faith in Comey, when most everybody else agrees that it is most likely due to the investigation into Trump's ties with Russia. We needed to get this story nailed down as soon as possible and so you know what we did we sent the only man responsible enough to take on such a story the one and only ollie ollie's in washington dc he seems to can't he can't get out of the nation's capital right now with all that's been going on so let's switch it to him once again to find out exactly what's going on with the president ollie what's up oh sorry hot toddy you caught me off guard i've been trying to sweep up all the bullshit that's been going on down here baskets well I, I i can understand what you mean ollie it's been a bit of a crazy last couple of weeks you said a mouthful apparently all the trump sees is skies and trees and buildings hashtag president hashtag fbi hashtag don't lock her up i like hillary yeah yeah and you're what you're referring to of course is uh, one of the main reasons that president trump says he fired comey was because of his treatment of hillary clinton although during the campaign Back in October, he praised Comey reopening the investigation on Clinton. Have you spoken to the president or somebody on his staff about why the change of heart? Second floor non-smoking speakeasy with kitchen, moonshine roof garden with magic beer tree, and views of downtown and Market Square. Station! Uh, where did that come from, Ollie? Oh, I wrote it for you in my transcripts. Can't you see it? Oh, yeah. There it is. Like, word for word. Just, just kind of random sentences there, right? Exactly. So, uh, did you speak with anybody about about the change of heart that President Trump has had on, on Hillary Clinton? You know, Hillary and I almost have the same hairstyle. That's frighteningly accurate. Not, l- let's not go down that road, though. I should start wearing pantsuits. Okay, Ali, uh, l- let's move on here. I'm wearing a thong! I told you to stop! Just, just stop it. Let's just move on here. Good God! Why do you gotta go there? What? Don't even answer that. Don't even answer that. That was me flipping it. Oh, God. There's vomit and dookie everywhere. Donald Trump naked! Ollie, stop it! God, what's wrong with you? I don't know, 
But we have to, Ollie. It's our job to report this to the nation. Now, now, of course, everybody is very surprised that President Trump would fire James Comey while there seems to be an investigation into the Trump campaign's involvement with Russia, although he says it has nothing to do with that. Uh, but can you tell me why, in an interview, he absolutely admitted that that's what it was and he wants this to be over? You know, people are dressed coolly now because it's so warm outside. There's somebody wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm still wearing the thong. Stop it! Stop it. All right, now, since we're a part of the press, I was wondering if you'd spoken to Sean Spicer at all about anything that's been going on with the president. Yep, sure did. And this is what he had to say. Mean people keep talking about Trump doing bad things, and he didn't do them. He didn't. That sounds about right. It doesn't, it though? Yeah. Well, what about this? Uh, what are people saying about the very interesting meeting that Trump had the day after firing Comey? Of course, he had a meeting with the Russian foreign minister and ambassador and only let the Russian press be within that meeting and not the American press. Have you spoken to anybody about this particular scandal and what they think came of that? The stars make my butt itch. But at least I have one, because as you know, as I've reported many times in the past, cats and dogs do not have butt cheeks. All right, Dan. Well, Ollie, do you have anything that we could talk about uh, when it comes to the firing of James Comey? Absolutely. A colleague of mine covered the story completely, and he's allowed me to use it. If you'd like for me to play it back to you, I absolutely would. Oh, please do. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. A colleague of Ollie's right here, right now, giving us a little update of what's going on with the James Comey situation. Take it away. The country tonight is in the midst of what may be the most serious constitutional crisis in its history. The president has fired the special Watergate prosecutor, Archibald Cox. Because of the president's action, the attorney general has resigned. Elliot Richardson has quit, saying he cannot carry out Mr. Nixon's instructions. Richardson's deputy, William Ruckelshaus, has been fired. Ruckelshaus refused in a moment of constitutional drama to obey a presidential order to fire the special Watergate prosecutor. And half an hour after the special Watergate prosecutor had been fired, agents of the FBI, acting at the direction of the White House, sealed off the offices of the special prosecutor, the offices of the attorney general, and the offices of the deputy attorney general. Six FBI agents present, impeding our operations right now. All of this adds up to a totally unprecedented situation, a grave and profound crisis in which the president has set himself against his own attorney general and the Department of Justice. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Uh, Ollie, uh, I think that's from the Saturday Night Massacre uh, involving Richard Nixon and his special prosecutor um, from back in the day. I, I don't think that has anything to do with, with Trump and, and Comey, uh, does it? I don't know. M maybe. Yeah, well, well that, that's incorrect, though. Uh, this is a whole different situation. Well, I have another soundbite here. It's President Trump defending himself and his reasonings for firing Comey. Oh, fantastic. All right, well, I'll go ahead and play that back. And I want to say this to the television audience. I made my mistakes, but in all of my years of public life, I have never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. And I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. 
no, no, once again, Ollie, that, that's Richard Nixon. That's President Nixon and his defending himself over the Watergate scandal. This is completely different. You're right, Hot Toddy. It's completely different. There's no similarities at all in these two situations. None at all. Two different eras. That's right. Nothing at all. It's not the same at all. Right here. Well, per usual, uh, thanks for doing whatever it is you do. I decided not to put the thong directly in the crack. Why? I don't want it to get dirty. Uh-huh. That is right. You go ahead and just have your big laughs there, Hot Toddy and Ollie. Because you have no idea what I have planned for you next. You saw me get rid of Comey. Now take a while to stab who I'm going to get rid of next. I'm coming for you. Okay, bye. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. You're listening to the Smoky Light Podcast. <laughs> no, no, I think they have a very cordial relationship. Oh, that's good. It, he was actually really fun to have in town because he works in the industry. Right. And he could give us some stories of actual behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, he's a screenwriter, and he was telling us stories of, of movies that he had to change the script for because of producer interjection of stories that I am not at liberty to share. Mm-hmm. But there were there were marvelous stories and and he was he was real fun to have in town. That's I got awesome. to, Rich and I got to read a sneak peeks of his uh, American Alien Superman comic, which was great. Really, wow, that is pretty awesome. <clears throat> well, I, I know that uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. Now I know that uh, Mike and Jay have seen it because they did half in the bag on it. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two yet? I have, I have. I saw it this weekend. I was really excited to see it this weekend. Yeah, how was this it? Past weekend, right. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, and you know, this happens uh, sometimes, but I really disagree with Mike and Jay, and I did really? not really care for Guardians 2, yeah. Ooh. See, we're going, yeah. To, we're going to see it tonight, so I wanted to get uh, somebody's you know, idea on it before we went, because Mike and Jay raved about it. I mean, I'd never seen such uh, a happy episode of Half in the Bag, not in a while. <laughs> they were very happy. And you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of people are, like, you, you saw Volume 1, I assume. Yes, yes. And so, you know, I won't get into any spoilers with Volume 2, but if you reference Volume 1, he, he returned to a lot of stuff that I didn't... And, you know, Volume 1, I was kind of iffy on. Mm -hmm. um, volume 1, I thought he, he relied too much on the same kind of joke, which is have a swelling emotional moment that is immediately undercut by a wise-ass comment. Right, right. That also, J James Gunn has a huge problem of telling and not showing. Yeah, yeah. He is every character. If you look at Volume One, every character has a giant monologue explaining their backstory. They it's do. Like, Just show me. They do. Show me some actions. That is so true. Uh, it goes on and on in that film. <laughs> and for for me. A lot of that returns in Volume Two, and there's some really good stuff in Volume Two. Like, and, and if you haven't seen it yet, I won't, I won't spoil it for you because there is some really genuinely good moments and some really good character moments. Right. 
But now that kind of the newness of this weird alien universe has worn off because we've had that in volume one. Right. To me, the flaws stick out a little bit more. So I didn't care for it. Right. I know. I know everyone loves it. Everyone right. Well, and then that good leads to a good question. Like, where do you see tw- how do you how do you see twenty seventeen looking cinematically, especially when it comes to these comic book movies? Like, are we good, bad? What's this year look like? What is what's come out so far? I'm trying to even remember. Oh, uh, let's what see. What happened this year? Uh, well, let's see. Well, we had Power Rangers earlier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and big big laugh following Power Rangers. Uh, we, well, we've got a Justice League coming up. And then we got Wonder Woman coming up. We've got the next Star Wars coming out. Like, what, oh, and we got Thor, right? We've got Thor the next, Ragnarok. We've got the next awesome. Thor. Yes, and that will be good. Yeah. But like, I'm how super does, excited about that. Right, but it's just like, I mean, is is this good? Is this bad? Like, I don't know how to filter this. I don't know how what how to look at it. <laughs> I don't. I, I I'm a I'm a not only am I a big comic book person, but I love action movies. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the more comic book movies, the better. The more superhero movies, the better. I fucking love superheroes. So to me, it's not a real problem. The problem is when they do it, how I, what I feel is poorly. Like, I don't know. Did you see Iron Fist? No, I didn't see that one. On Netflix? Wait, no, yes, I did see that. Really sloppy. I did see that, yes, on oh, Netflix, okay. yeah. Yeah, like the Iron Fist Marvel was kind of dull. Yeah. And the Defenders maybe he's going to be good and and you know i didn't care for guardians and i don't even remember what came out earlier this year but i feel like comic books have an inherent problem Mm -hmm. which is their longevity yeah you can't keep telling the same story over and over and over again and we're hitting that point in the marvel cinematic universe so, you know, like, I'm not used to having a person to look at it, so I keep looking at You're my looking microphone as if I'm talking right. to you. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we're hitting that point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with longevity, and they're running out of fresh stories to tell. And this was a, an initial fear of mine when they started making comic book movies, is eventually they're going to fall into the same trappings as the comic books themselves. We're starting to get convoluted backstories. We're starting to retell stories. We're starting to rehash characterization that has already happened in other books and so once we get to this culmination of infinity gauntlet or the infinity war it's going to be really interesting to see how they try to reset the universe is it going to be a big event something like a civil like another civil war or something like at the end of infinity gauntlet where they actually bend space and time and the universe is reset and we get new actors and new stories right and that's that's a good point and you know, I, it's like I, it's like you said. I love comic book movies too, but you're right. It just seems like, it, like there's one right after the other. Like they're starting to fall over each other. There's just so many. And then yeah, you're right. It's just it's like the same story over and over, just with different people. Is really, and that's what it. Especially oh god, DC, God help DC. Seriously. <laughs> well, I you know I can't be excited about Justice League because no. I know that Zack Snyder is still involved. Right. And, and Batman vs Superman was such. A, a tremendous clusterfuck, and Suicide Squad was a joke. The only hope that they have left is Wonder Woman is, even if Wonder Woman is competent, right? Like if Wonder Woman just reaches the bar, then maybe. Yeah. But who knows? Because Zack Snyder is producing that, right. so we have. I have no idea what to expect for comic book movies, right. except for Thor looks great, and and uh, Taiki. 
Taiki. Taiki Wakala. Right. I'm not even. I, I think he, that's he's how. He's a it's very. Is think, that his name? I, I, I think so. I think that's how it's pronounced. I can't really remember. Taiki, Taiki, I think. He's a very interesting director, and he has a really strong voice and style. Yeah. And we can only hope a little bit of that voice comes through in the edit. Right. Right. That's and, the you know, like. It, that's it. That's the hope, anyway. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and you know what? We we got really lucky with some Marvel movies. Like Joss Whedon mm. did a fantastic job with Avengers. Yes. We got we got John Favreau, who basically set the entire tone of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For sure. Uh, we we got we got fucking Shane Black and Iron Man three being the most perfect action movie ever fucking yes. made. Yes. <laughs> so we're getting very interesting directors. Uh, uh, I, oh, I forget what his name was. He's uh, he's gonna direct the Black Panther movie. I can't remember. Uh, he made Creed. Did you see Creed? I, I did see Creed. Yes, which is a fucking Creed great, is fantastic. That, fucking great film. That's right. It's great, and now he's directing Black Panther, and so like Marvel keeps making really interesting directorial choices. Right. Unlike DC, we, unlike DC, where it's just like, here, Zach, take more, take more. <laughs> right? How many people have dr- dropped out of the Flash movie at this point? Um, I, I want to say they've lost their third director. I've lost count. I've lost count. It's ridiculous. But I'm not surprised, not one bit. <laughs> so, you know, I'll keep watching them as long as they're good. And, right. But, you know, like, Guardians was pretty disappointing. You, you look at something like Doctor Strange, which, like, visually was very exciting. And it was really different enough, and it had a really satisfying conclusion. Did you see Doctor Strange? I did not see Doctor Strange. Okay. No spoilers, but no spoilers. a very satisfying ending to Doctor Strange. And really fantastic visuals. But the, the, the general hero's journey was the exact hero's journey you've seen. The rehash, you know, rehash, 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 rehash. But they they set up an interesting character. So right. may, maybe, maybe, know. maybe, maybe. Well, let's, away from like comic book movies, this was a question I thought really long and hard about. What's the future of filmmaking at this point? Will it stay this way, or will creativity make a, like a massive comeback? Uh, well, it creativity. Uh, this is a, a, a needle point for me, so this is a good topic. Right. Creativity is at an all-time high. And I, I think some people, something that people are missing a lot on is movies, more art house weirdo movies are being made now than ever before. They're just not seeing a theatrical release. Right. But things like Video On Demand, Netflix, uh, Hulu Originals, Amazon Originals, we are seeing fantastic movies being made that never, ever would have been made 10 years ago. That's true. Stuff That's true. like The Vavitch, or Swiss Army Man, or The Neon Demon, or uh, The Green Room, oh, yeah. or a, a, a million of these little weirdo art house... What, what's that movie Jay really talks, talks about? Uh, the Greasy Strangler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being released in theaters and so no one is thinking about them as this renaissance of creativity right and you know even even in talking i, I have some friends who are filmmakers like like hollywood filmmakers mm-hmm. and in talking to someone like max landis 
they are bemoaning the, the downfall of Hollywood. And it's like, you know what? You can still get your movie made and seen. You're just not going to get the paycheck that you used to. Right, right. And, and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're seeing a democratization of creativity. Right, right. And I finally... Just quote me on that shit. I will quote you on that one. And I finally saw the Vavitch, and I thought your, it was fucking your video fantastic. Has frozen. Oh, am I, am I moving now? Your video has frozen on me. And so... Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we're back? It. Okay. Yeah, but I, I was just saying... I, we're I, back. I, yeah. I, we, we're, I'm losing connection. I, I'm in a bad part of the house, but we'll, we'll, we're, we're fine for now. Uh, but I, I was just saying, I, I was just saying, I just seen the Favitch uh, a, a little while ago, and uh, I, you're all right. Fantastic film, fantastic film. Right, and it's it's a fantastic film that never would have made it past a big budget Hollywood box office because there's not enough gore to like get the gore hounds in there, and there's no stars, and it's a weird premise, and it, it has no it has no selling point like you how do you make a trailer for the Vavitch? right it's very difficult <laughs> right but the filmmaker was able to make it happen and they found distribution mm-hmm. and it was it found its home on video on demand and we should be really excited about that yeah and and that's a perfect point i didn't think about those video on the on demand things you do find better films from there than you do at your local theater it's so true so true absolutely Okay. Absolutely. Well, and you know what? We're still going to have movie theaters for the big blockbusters. Right, right. And now, like, our, our local big chains are now doing, like, weekly events where they will screen older movies or they'll screen uh, foreign films. Oh, or yeah. they'll, they, they even have a thing where they're, they're showing, like, stuff from the Sydney Opera House. Like, they're playing operas. Those are those, uh, like... And so, like, theaters... Those, they're like those, like those fathom those fathom events things that they have. Is that what those are? I think so. Like, yeah. the, it's it's basically just a, a way to get more butts in the seats. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, burp. It's all right. Uh, so, so, but we will see something happen to movie theaters that we've seen happen to something like playhouses, mm-hmm. where movie theaters are going to be the home for blockbusters and these weirdo events. Right. And then everything else is going to go to the to the TV and video on demand, which I'm perfectly okay with. Yeah, really that's that's for the best to be honest. That's not that's pretty the best way to go, I think. At least for the uh, for, for the more down-to-earth films. You'd rather just watch them at home than go out and see them. So it makes a lot more sense. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot Toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. I can't nap. You can't do it. I get scared and I end up staying awake. <laughs> you get scared? Of what? That I'm not going to get enough sleep. You sleep almost 10 hours. You still, you're going on 10 hours sleep when you start your day, right? Yeah. That's more than enough sleep. Yeah, I think, I think you're good. I think no, you're good. No, it's not. Most no? people, most people would cherish the ability to fall asleep for ten hours at a time. Yeah. Well, I have to get up at least once a night and let my dog with the Alzheimer's out. Oh. He can't it's, remember where the door is. Well, he can't open it. He doesn't have a doggy door. No, criminals call it that. And <laughs> like like Daniel Stern and uh, freaking Home Alone, like, like that. So he can't hold his bladder all night anymore. But then, like, when I get back in the house, 
And I put him back in bed, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> and so he like whines for 30 minutes. I can't get him to go back to sleep because he's, he's, he's old. Oh, God. You guys think I'm joyless. You exactly. just told one of the you're, more you're, depressing you're pulling, stories You're pulling a heard. DJ Pork right there and talking about a dog doesn't know where he is when he comes back he's into so the sad. house. But he's like my best friend. Y'all don't understand. Yeah, no, I know. I do understand. I have he's a. 15. Look, I have a cat at home who I'm very attached to, so I know all about that. How many years that. have you had that cat? Well, it's actually Janelle's cat, so I've only known him for three years, but I'm very That's attached to her. I'm very attached to her. My dog would have a driver's permit right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, person? But I, I also had a cat at my parents' house. She lived for 14 years. No, 16 years. She lived 16 years, and she was my cat. So, yeah, I know all about that. It's sad because he's, like, getting old. And then my 14-year-old dog's getting old, too. Mm-hmm. And he won't let me know he has to go out. So this week he pooped three times in my house. Okay. And you have to understand. I, I, I think it's time to have a little powwow with your dogs. Be I like, don't, yeah, I'm like, shape I up or it. you're out. I lose it. Yeah. That's one thing I want to do. So now Man, I'm what are you going to do when this dog dies? Oh, God. You guys don't even know. I will be out. Well, you were there when my cat got hit. Remember that yeah. Night? Oh God! I don't I think I remember that. Bad, you weren't bad. here. Yeah, that was I was a, bad a mess night. when we were on air, and yeah. I was just like, "It was a bad night." Yeah. 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 See, that's why. I, I, but see, that's why I'm attached to Janelle's cat so much, is because I met that cat. I got together with Janelle right around the time that my 16-year-old cat was put down. She had. She wouldn't. She didn't die. She, we had to put her down. She wouldn't die. Why? Because she was well. She was throwing up and just laying in it at that point. But nature will take them. Mm, no, no, not soon Do you enough. really want nature to, she was to suffering. take that slow of a course? She was I, suffering. Yes. Let you, and let your cat suffer? Listen, yes. I, I believe in assisted suicide for anybody, <laughs> any animal, at, and any person at all. Do that to my Shokai. Uh, huh? My dog, Shokai. Your Shokai. No, I mean, we had to. It was, it was, it was the humane thing. To, it was inhumane to let her keep going so, like she was. I'm the only person in this world he loves and trusts. Well... And so if I'm like, okay, let's go to the back. Well, see, it, it ended that way for me because I wasn't the one that put her down. I went back to Knoxville after seeing her one more time, and my mom, yeah. mom went and took her. So she still trusted me to the very, very end. But, yeah, that, that's why I'm attached to Janelle's cat so much is because I met her around the time that the, that cat died, and then I got real attached to this cat. So it's just like a progressing thing. My well, cat's a bitch. So I know what it's like. Shokai? He's mm. a Jack Russell. No. Mm-hmm. With a boob. <laughs> I'm just reminiscing about. Wait a minute! My I think you've now. told us about this. I think you've told us about this that you you kept. Uh, this has been a few, uh, maybe a year or two, but you you had to call the vet because you didn't know what this boob was about, right? He has a boob. Yeah. He has a boob. Yes. And he still has the boob. He still has the boob. The boob. What is that? What was it? It's a boob. It's just this is what it is. He's got he's got titties. It's just a fatty what deposit. It is. Yeah, it's a fat deposit that grew into a boob. Oh my god, that's amazing. And so I could have it removed. Yeah. But he he doesn't do well under anesthesia. He never has. Like when he got fixed, he actually woke up and almost bled out because he ran out of the room. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. And, like, and, and then when we gave him, like, those little doggy sleep pills so he could go on the plane, yeah, he ended up, like, barking and staying awake so long that we missed our flight. Oh, my God. So he doesn't do well under anesthesia. Clearly. And with him being so old, because it gets more dangerous the older they get, Yeah. I'm afraid that if I try to get the boob removed, he'll die. <laughs> yeah, okay. His reverse plastic surgery will kill him. Yeah. So I'm just like, keep the boob. What does it feel like to be the joy killer of the show, Sheila? Wow. I feel like I'm still happy about it. Yeah. But I am 
really tired. Yeah, so exactly. This might come out completely different when I hear it again. I think it might be different. Yeah, this might be. Uh, you might listen to this and be like, "Was I on the show last week? I don't even freaking remember." And then that's, that's what. That's why I don't now. Yeah, yeah. Oh goodness. Oh my good lord. I just started reminiscing about my dog, and it's made me depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog drowned, did it not? Uh, yes, oh, she did. Worst story yeah, ever. It was. It was the worst story. You don't want to go, and we don't want to get into that story. That's a bad story. That was a very terrible Simon. story. Yes. I had, to, I had to fish her out and bury her. Oh, that's, God. That's no. We said we're not going to talk okay, about Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I thought dogs could swim anyway. She was very old. That's what we thought. And then she was old. She was very old. Rest it. in peace, my little Lily. Oh. Her name was Lily. She was the greatest she dog had ever. A boob. <laughs> no, uh, uh, she was underweight. Oh, my doggy's got a boob. <laughs> yeah, you, it's you not all about you and your you, dog. You Sheila. need some sleep, Sheila. I think it that's. Is. I think that's what the bottom line here is. Oh God. Oh goodness. Did she have a boob? Did she have a boob? Did your dead dog have a boob, DJ Pork? <laughs> That's a great No, she did not. Oh, no? God. And up next is, did your dead dog have a boob? <laughs> <laughs> and we would play him here on this station. Yeah, we'll call it wor Worst Martin Luther King Day Ever. <laughs> she died on Martin Luther King Day. That was, that was just the one oddity of that day. I just remember, like, wow, it's Martin Luther King Day, and I'm fishing my dog. My uh, dog's carcass out of a pool. <laughs> <laughs> and she was laughing in my face about it. <laughs> there you go. Did I break? Hey, wait, are you cry laughing, Sheila? I can't see you. <laughs> it's not about you. You missed our whole bit. Yeah. You missed the what? Whole What's you the whole bit? World. What? <laughs> I'm in my depressing world. What bit did I miss out on? Oh, we can't go back. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, li just listen to it when it gets put up. Just listen. You're, for going, you're like, did your dog have a boob? What? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm gonna die. Smoking hot podcast. Well, and, you know the the ups and downs of that is there are some movies that play better in a theater. Mm -hmm. You know, like you go see a comedy, you want to see a comedy in a packed theater because then that laughter just becomes contagious right right and also the way a filmmaker edits a movie is edited towards a live audience like mm -hmm. you know they'll edit in the laugh breaks and they'll edit in those beats to get the biggest audience reaction right so there's going to be a big adjustment period toward editing a movie towards a home audience yeah and it, it's been an awkward turn like what were the big ones last year the uh the key and peel movie keanu oh uh keanu yeah and uh and what was the Lonely Island movie? Pop Star. Yeah. Like, I, I eventually got to see those on video on demand because I didn't get out to the theater. And both I thought were very funny, but you could, there were big dead moments for me watching at home that I could tell were in there for the uh, the theater audience, right. for, the, for the laughter of the theater. Audience. Right. And so, like, they didn't hit their full potential with me watching them at home. It's, it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, be yeah. It's, it's got to find its balance, I suppose. All right, so I have to ask you this question because we all saw what happened on the last episode of Best of the Worst, which was a wheel episode. 
We all know what happened to the Wheel of the Worst. It was destroyed by Mr. Stoklasa, and you immediately yeah. you immediately got thrown under the bus because you did it three years ago. So that it, they blamed it on you. They said it was your fault that that the wheel got destroyed yep. because you did it once before. So what what's up with that? What 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 the, what is the deal? What is the deal? Oh, and, and hey, let's not let's not uh, pussyfoot around this. They didn't throw me under the bus. Mike, Mike threw you. Did. That's right. Mike threw that you under the bus. Son of a bitch. But Josh agreed. He was with. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. My it was it was Jack's fault. Absolutely. Jack's fault. Yeah. So so uh, on a very old episode of the Wheel, and I I have never really liked the Wheel episodes because there's just not a whole lot to talk about sometimes. I I want to say it was only my second Wheel of the Worst episode. They had me on, and I knocked it over. And this was only the third wheel episode in existence. So, like, I pushed it over because I didn't even think that this was going to be a long-running tradition. And I said, fuck it, and I I don't like the wheel anyway. Yeah. Mike pushes it over, basically stealing my bit, right? That that asshole stole my bit (laughs) and then blames me because he broke it. (laughs) He breaks the damn thing. Uh, and, And, you know... I, I I haven't seen him since. I'll be honest with you. I have not seen Mike since that episode. He I think he's ashamed to look me in the eyes. I wouldn't be surprised. He should feel bad about it. Exactly, because Rich was pissed at him, and he's like, "Really, really? If you're blaming Jack. If Jack jumped off a cliff, you would jump off too." I mean, because that's just ridiculous. Well, and also like Rich built it. That's yeah. that's one of Rich's job at the studio. He's the prop builder, he right? Did, like, and so Wheel was his baby, and it's gone now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just you know. Split in twain. Is he trying to fix it? Is or is he working on a new one or anything? It's like at this point, what's the point? It's just, Mike's just going to push it over again. <laughs> That's true. Keep him away from the plinketto board. Don't let him get near the plinketto board. <laughs> Because that's you talk about something getting destroyed and just being a heartbreak. Oh my lord! How long did it take? How long did it take Rich to make that? The plinketto board took a shockingly large amount of time, only because. You know, uh, Mike had the idea for the Plinketto board, mm-hmm. so Rich started sketching up some ideas, but then Mike bought the materials for the first Plinketto board, which were, like, solid pieces of heavy wood, and, it, and you know, it's a big board, so Mike bought four solid pieces and thought that Rich could somehow screw them together. Right. And, you know, Rich said, you're an idiot, this is <laughs> never going to work, and sure enough, it crumbled under its own weight. Oh, God. And so, Plinketto Board version one crumbled, like, before we could even shoot an episode with it. Man. Uh, then Rich went out, bought his own materials, built version number two, and we're on number, like, we're on version 2.5 now, where we finally got the ball working right, we have the, the base working right. But um, I want to say, in total, it took Rich a month and a half, two months, just to build that thing. Good lord. Well, it shows. I mean, it's it's a beautiful piece of craftsmanship, but I, I just, like... That's just something I could never do. I'm just like, how does Rich come up with this like idea of just of creating all of that? It's just crazy. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's well, you know, you, you got a, a warehouse full of tools and, and lumber. You you start putting shit together. Right. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I I do blame you and Rich for doing something to me. Uh, I haven't eaten Taco Bell in probably ten fifteen years. And then I saw the damn review, and it's it, it, product placement freaking works. And I went out and got a taco bowl, and damn it, I'm hooked to those now. So I'm eating at Taco Bell like all the time. <laughs> oh, 
Oh man, that new taco burrito is full real. Do you have that down in Tennessee? It's just it's just a big soft shell taco with little crunchy things in it. Oh yeah. I do legitimately love Taco Bell. Yeah. And Rich makes fun of me constantly because I do love Taco Bell, but I don't give a fuck. It's tasty and it's cheap. It is. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun review. Uh, Demolition Man. Right. I'd forgotten about uh, that. And, I'd... you know, it was just one of those things. Yeah, I'd forgotten about the you Taco Bell. You forgot about thing. Demolition Man? Well, no, I forgot about the Taco Bell part, and I've not seen it in a while. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a really great one. And, you know, obviously, and, you know, the funny thing about that bit is we showed up to, to shoot, and, you know, Jade's there to shoot, and, and Rich and I are on camera, and all of a sudden we start talking about it, and Rich, this was Rich's idea again, is like, Maybe we should go get some Taco Bell and just do this. It was his idea. We're like, well, Rich, it was his idea, and I was like, Rich, we're, we're right in the middle of the shoot. You want to finish the shoot first? He's like, No, no, no. We need to start the episode with us just silently eating Taco Bell. <laughs> and, and then it's like, Well, do we just shut this all down and go for a drive? So, yeah, fuck it, shut it down. So we we stopped the whole shoot so Rich could go get some Taco Bell. Unbelievable. And, and it took him a, a like a comically long amount of time, like. You know, there's the Taco Bell was a drive away. Yeah. And then uh, apparently, like, he ordered this giant bucket of tacos. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. That was my dinner. So uh, like, there I you felt go. great about it. You got fed and worked at the same time. Nothing wrong with that. Um, exactly. Right. So, fun, fun little fact. Here's, here's, a, here's an exclusive. Yes. Rich and I actually shot a second review that same day. Really? That has yet to be released. I, I won't tell you what it is because it's way more fun. You know when that when that uh, notification pops up, but we shot a second review that day that has yet to see the light of day. I think I think I have an idea of what it is. I won't say what it is, but I, th I think I know what it is. I think I know what's coming up. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that sounds exciting. I'm glad. I, I love the reviews. I just I you know because you always I always had that thought before the show started, like I wish they had been around when this movie was out so that they could have reviewed that when it was out and it's like oh this is the glory now they can go back and watch these movies well it's a lot less or it's a lot more casual you yeah. know like if if you're on half in the bag I've, I've only been on half in the bag once to do to like actually talk about a movie and to me that was really stressful yeah uh, and like when rich and i do previously recorded you know, editing that and just making sure that we say the right thing and, and like get our facts straight and and all of our criticism our criticisms are backed up properly. That's that's very stressful. And so, like a review is just a chance to have a conversation right. about something like without necessarily being hypercritical of it. It's very nice. That's, that's a very nice, very refreshing show to do. <clears throat> so, um, I guess we're about to wrap up here. What's next for Prereq? What what are you guys coming up? We have no idea. We <laughs> we we were so burnt out. We 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 pushed out three episodes really quickly. We did uh, we did Neo right into uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, mm -hmm. right into uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Right. And those are three very big games. Uh, yes, they are. And and Breath of the Wild specifically. Uh, I know Rich. Like I had, I ended that at eighty hours, and Rich has like two hundred and thirty hours in Breath of the Wild, and you just can't. Like it's it's hard to move on yeah. after those games, like especially Breath of the Wild, which is honestly beautiful. It is. It's just hard for us to find something that we care about as much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's understandable. Uh, so you know, we recently did. 
Bayonetta, which is a nice, simple brawler, which kind of helped reset the clock, but we have no idea what we're doing next. Right. I know uh, Strafe, Strafe just came out today, which is supposed to be a really intense first-person shooter. Right. But we also had a, we did an impromptu interview with one of the creators of Strafe out live on stream one night. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're Kickstarter backers of Strafe. And so it, that's kind of like that gray area of can we be objective right. if we do a review of Strafe. And, and other than that, we have no idea what we're doing next. Right now, we're actually just playing old Zelda games just because we like, we're back in the Zelda swing of it. So Nothing wrong with that. Maybe we'll do an episode talking about old Zelda games. Nothing wrong with that. I loved Zelda as a kid. And I've not played Breath of the Wild, but I have friends who do. And it, you're right. It's just, a, it's just a beautiful game to look at, just to watch. Right? It's yeah. shocking. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Rich, Rich did it on stream a couple times, and it's just so many times I'd get lost. I wouldn't talk to the chat, and I'd just watch what he was doing and go, right. oh, that's so cool. Right, it is. <laughs> and and I, and I want to thank you because they forced my friends forced me to play this game, and it sucked, and you hated it too. It was 1-2 Switch I, I or Stitch, whatever it's called. I hated that game. I hate that game. It's not like Wii, what, you know, on the Wii when you play Bold and everything. That game just sucks. Oh, my God. That was... We thought we thought at least we could get some like comedy on a stream out of it. Right. And it wasn't even worth it to make fun of it on stream. It was <laughs> it was nothing. It was it was embarrassing. It, it, it's an embarrassing game. It is, and and you know like unfortunately, uh, the the switch in general. I keep going back and forth on whether or not I want to recommend it. Rich and I actually shot an episode about the switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we ended up. I ended up not airing because it was really boring because rich doesn't have any strong feelings about it right so it was just me talking about the switch and i, I kept going back and forth i was like oh i love taking it on the go but it doesn't have that great a battery life and also you need to buy a case because it has a screen on the outside and i love it as a console but the controller sucks so you need to buy an extra controller and it doesn't have any games and it doesn't have bluetooth capabilities and it's it's, it's kind of good right it's it's okay so. i'll say that it gets by Exactly. So yeah. that that was one of our. I want to say that was our third episode that we've completely shot and edited and decided not to release, not to release. because it turned out to be boring. Jeez. Well, that's understandable. Uh, well, Jack, I cannot thank you enough for putting up with my crap for almost an hour. Uh, it was such a pleasure. I love you guys. I love your work. Keep up the great work, and thanks for doing everything that you all do. Seriously, thank you. Oh, thanks for having me on. It was a good, good chat. Absolutely. Is there, is there any sort of outro or outro? Well, it's this right here. We've been talking to Jack Packard of Red Letter Media on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. And there you have it. This week's episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast is down in the books, and what an episode it was. I cannot, cannot think jack packard enough for taking time out of his life to put up with our craziness uh he is the man one of the nicest guys coolest guys in the world and uh red letter media is is a fantastic company and if you've never seen any of their shows go to redlettermedia.com or their youtube page just look up red letter media check out half in the back check out best of the worst check out previously recorded review all the shows that they have on there and you can also catch live episodes of previously recorded on twitch.com you won't be sorry it's great entertainment and they really they really know what they're talking about they are really really great movie review people and video game review people so check out what they got 
got to say you will not be sorry. So once again, Jack, thank you so much for talking with us this week. That is going to do it for us this week. Uh, we've got another great episode, very, very special episode. Actually, the rest of the episodes this season are very special episodes because next week it's our next live episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. That's right. But this time we're going to be doing it on a website called Zcast. You can also download the app on your iPhone or Android. It's called Z, the letter Z, Cast, or you can go to zcast.com and the Smoking Hot Toddcast will be live on that website one week from today, Thursday, May 25th at 8 p.m. And uh, spoiler alert, that we, that episode we're going to be talking solely about sequels to movies that should never have been made. And I know what you're thinking, well that's probably almost every single sequel that's ever been made. Not true! There were some great single... There were some great sequels out there. Not all of them were terrible, but there were some that were just god-awful, and that's exactly what we'll be talking about uh, next week. So don't forget, mark it on your calendar one week from today, May 25th at 8 p.m. The Smoking Hot Toddcast goes live on Zcast, where we'll be talking about horrible, horrible sequels. So be sure and tune in for that. And then two weeks from today, it's the season finale. Can you believe it? We're already there. The season finale of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, which, of course, we always wrap up the season with our anniversary special and it will be the second anniversary special so don't forget to tune in for that as well we've got a lot coming up and even though it is the season finale in two weeks we're going to continue doing some special live episodes throughout the summer until the next season so be sure and tune in for that uh it'll also those episodes will also be on zcast and we'll also have some other outlets that we'll go to but we'll discuss those at a later date but zcast next week 8 p.m find the smoking hot toddcast we are going to be live it's going to be great Uh, i'll be sending out a link on my Twitter page and my Facebook page, so go look for that. If you don't want to go to Zcast and try to look me up, just look me up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and speaking of which, you can find me on on Facebook at Hot Toddy ninety one hundred two, as well as Twitter, same handle, and on Instagram as well. And then it's Hot Toddy seventy five on Snapchat if you'd like to find me there as well. You can also follow some of the cast members of the Smoking Hot Toddcast on Twitter: Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miss Pingrino at Pingrino. Greeno, and you can also follow her at the same name on Instagram, and you can also follow our special guest this week, Jack Packard at Harlack. That's H-A-R-L-A-C-K at Harlack on Twitter. Now, if you know what Red Letter Media is, and you saw the latest episode of Best of the Worst, you heard our closing song this week played throughout the episode. It was hilarious, and I had to bring it here because I just absolutely love this song. And since Jack was here, I think it's appropriate that we play it at the end of this week's show. So, until next week. This is Bing Crosby saying... Who's to blame? Who's to blame? What's his name? We know his name. His name is Mr. Boots. Mr. Boots. Mr. B-double-O-Z. He don't ever choose any game you play with. Him you lose, so don't mess with Mr. Boots. If your head feels like it's two miles wide, you'll feel better once you testify. Now, alcohol makes a big man small and can lead to a life of crime. Demon rum makes a gin a bum and you can cash in before your time. Bootleg gin puts you in a spin till you don't even know your name. Your basket case flat on your face is only one guy to blame. Mr. Boots, Mr. Boots, Mr. B-double-O-Z. Don't ever choose, cause you'll wind up wearing tattered shoes if you mess with Mr. Boots. Oh, Mr. Boo. Oh, Mr. Boo. Don't mess with Mr. Boo. Don't mess 
double O-Z Cause that spells booze And you gotta lose With Mr. Boo 